Hello, and welcome to the Journey to Self-Love podcast. I am your host, your guide, your friend. I am Sharon D. Meadows, and I'm so happy that you're here. If you've been here before, welcome back. If this is your first time joining, welcome. Just a brief introduction of who I am. I am an inspirational speaker, a transformative teacher, and I am the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Journey to a New You. If you would like to connect with me outside of the podcast, I invite you to do so on Facebook. On Facebook, we have a Journey to Self-Love community. There is a group on Facebook. It's called Journey to self-love. Please come in, join the conversation. We've got some great conversation happening there. This morning, someone presented a question about how to even get started on learning how to love yourself. So we've got some great dialogue there. It's in a, a safe space to be authentic and genuine. Um, it's not for all the world to see. <laughs> um, so there, there is an admission process and to the group, but if you would like to be a part of it, please come and join Journey to Self-Love, the Facebook group. Join us on Instagram, Journey, the number two self-love podcast. You can join there for inspirational quotes, just encouragement and motivation on the journey to self-love. Now that we have all of that housekeeping out of the way, let's get down to today's topic. Now, if you've been here before for the last episode, well, if you've just been here before, you know that I don't script the podcast. I've been on an intentional journey to self-love for more than six years. I speak from a place of experience. I speak from a place of knowing, not what someone told me, not what I read, but what I know from firsthand experience, what has changed and transformed my life for the better. I speak from that place. So having said that, if you were on the last episode, we talked about how to build ourselves from the inside out. If you didn't catch it, please go back and catch it. We talked about the rebuilding process because let's just be real. We've all had trauma, <laughs> misappropriated energy and just life. You know, when life gets the life in, it's almost impossible to walk away from certain situations and experiences without scars. And so once you have a scar, you have to heal from it. So depending on how many, you know, scars you've accumulated over the years, there may be a lot of healing involved. And so on the previous episode on building ourselves from the inside out, we talked about what it looked like to rebuild ourselves on the inside from all the things that had depleted us or had chipped away at us because it happens. It's the reality of life. But 
We don't have to allow the things that happen to us to completely destroy us. At some point, we can press the button and say, hey, pause. I need to rebuild myself and I need to refill myself. So if you missed that last episode, please go back and catch it. There was also an exercise included in it um, to help us with the steps on how to build ourselves from the inside out. So you definitely want to go back and listen from beginning to end so that you don't miss any of the important steps that you may need to take if that message resonated with you. So on this episode, what I want to talk about is someone said to me recently, she's trying to learn how to love herself. She's you know, trying to do all the things that she needs to do to heal, to to move forward, to create change in her life for the better, to create a better version of herself. But she said she was lacking some important things, some things like she lacked the confidence to be able to do it or the know-how. She, she said she felt like she lacked the know-how on the steps that she needed to take. And so... One of the things that she said this was doing to her was creating a level of stress and anxiety because she wants to create this transformation in her life, but she doesn't know how. She doesn't know if she can. She doesn't know what to do. You know, and it's just creating anxiety for her. So after I thought about, you know, what she shared with me and I thought about my own personal experience on my journey to self-love, I went back in time because I'm, I've been more than six years into this thing. So a lot of what I know, I had to learn it on my own. I had to go through certain experience and I had to say, okay, this worked, this didn't work. Okay. This created transformation. This did not Um, you know, this was two steps ahead. This was three steps back. And then this is how I recovered from that. So as I were just reflecting back on my whole process and my whole journey and my experience, I realized that the first step, really, truly, and I think this is with anything that you may be struggling with in life, the first step is to acknowledge that you need to do this thing to begin with. I'll give you an example. There was a period of time where I met a stranger that told me that I didn't love myself. And I went back and forth. Yes, I do. And he said, no, you don't. I was in Jamaica. It's on a previous episode. How all this began. (laughs) It all started in Mandeville, Jamaica with a complete stranger. But he kept telling me I didn't love myself. And I kept saying, yes, I do. And he was like, no, you don't. And I'm going to prove it. And I'm not going to rehash the story. You'll have to go back and catch the previous episode and in the beginning of how all this started for me. But I was confusing different things about myself and thinking it was self-love or self-worth. But it wasn't because at the end of the day, if you really want to know how much you value yourself, or if you even value yourself at all, or how much you love yourself, or if you even 
love yourself at all or how much worth you have, self-worth you have, or if you even have any self-worth at all. The determining factor, dun, 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 the decisions that you make for yourself. The decisions that you make for yourself, for your mental health, for your well-being, the job you have, the, the relationships you're in, your inner circle, all those things. The environments you place yourself in, the way that you take care of your, your, your physical well-being. Do you take care of your physical well-being? All of those things, they tie back in to how much you love and value and how much worth you have. They all tie back there. The decisions that you make regarding your overall life will give a good indication as to how much you love yourself. And I, I'm sorry, it's that simple. It is that simple. It ain't rocket science. It's not. It's not. I'm pausing a little bit because I want you to want you to think about what I just said. Think about the decisions you've been making. Or the decisions you've made over life. Where did it put your mental health? Speaking of which, let's talk about that for a minute real quick. How much you love yourself and how much you value yourself is going to reflect in your mental health. It's going to reflect in your mental health. If your mental health is struggling or has struggled in the past, trust me and believe me, I'm speaking from experience. It is tied to how much you truly love yourself. And the decisions that you make are going to reflect in your mental health. I want you to think about that. That was a lot to unpack. I'm going to hit the pause button. Let's take a quick break because we need to catch that. And we need to let that simmer and marinate for a minute. So don't go anywhere. Stay with me. I've got a good, 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 good story for you when we come back. Welcome back. Thank you for not going anywhere. <sighs> that was that was a lot to uh, process and digest. I felt like we needed a moment just to take it all in, to inhale it. And then in this portion, we're going to exhale everything back out. OK, now before the break, we were discussing how the choices that you make reflect in your mental health. So the choices that you make for yourself, whether you love yourself, value yourself, acknowledge your self-worth, 
all of those things are going to break down to the choices that you make. The choices that you make are going to reflect in your mental health. What do I mean by that? <laughs> I said I had a good, 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 good story for you. So, for me, I my my background is information technology. I built a, a very successful corporate career around that. That's my my background from college, from university, um, and then from my very first career opportunity. It was up from there in information technology. But then at some point, I walked away from it and I let it all go. I let it all go and I literally started over from scratch as an entrepreneur, okay? Which that's another story for another time. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that later. But for now, we're talking about mental health. When I decided to walk away from my corporate career, it was a matter, it was a matter of saving and salvaging my mental health. I didn't know about self-love and self-worth and valuing yourself back then. But all I knew is the environment that I was in, it was destroying my mental health. I was experiencing anxiety and stress at ultimate levels, extreme levels, anxiety and stress at extreme levels. And I don't know who needs to hear that, hear this, but the body is not designed to take constant stress and anxiety. It's not. It's not designed for that. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny or nothing, but truthfully, we are designed to run from a tiger or a lion <laughs> like once in a lifetime. <laughs> Seriously, your, your fight or flight should kick in like once, maybe twice in your lifetime. So if a bear coming, it should kick in. You, you should only be running from a lion, a tiger, or a bear once, maybe twice in your life, your whole lifetime. But we are constantly in a state of anxiety and with elevated levels of stress on a constant level, like every five minutes almost. So I, I found myself in an environment before I left my corporate career, I found myself in an environment where I was constantly under stress. And it was because I'm not going to say the name of the company. I'm going to just give y'all the short version. I said this was a good story, so I'm going to give y'all the short version. There was someone in the organization who lacked experience, lacked industry experience, and she lacked knowledge. She lacked expertise. She lacked, she didn't have any subject matter expertise or anything. She had an MBA, 
and 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 not to knock an MBA, not to knock education, but she didn't have anything that she was bringing to the table other than a degree. Now, the rest of the team consisted of people with lots and lots and lots of experience, whether it was consulting or they just, it was just a lot of experience sitting at the table with this degree. But the degree had a lot of power and say in everything. And because she lacked the experience and the knowledge and she was just sitting on the degree, she had a lot of insecurity. And because of this, she was usually the loudest one to speak and one saying shit. And we're all dealing with it. It was stressful and it was just creating high levels of anxiety for me. The first time I tried to resign, there was a meeting with the higher ups and they were speaking to me. Please don't leave. We need you. We need your expertise. Well, then why is she louder than me? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And no one said it, but it was because of her degree. And then I said, This can't be so. This can't be so. This can't be right. It can't be because of her degree. Because we have so much expertise. We outrank that degree. We have know-how and industry knowledge. And we have results that speak for us. It can't be just a degree. It must be because of her family. And so I went in one day. And I said, who's doing a favor for who? And, and someone said, what do you mean? So someone must be doing a favor for somebody. And they were like, come in the office and close the door. And I was like, what? And they were like, Shh, who told you? Who said what? I said, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what are we doing in here? Why does this girl have so much authority? With no expertise, only a degree. Somebody must be doing a favor for somebody. (sighs) The owner was a buddy of her father. And she was there because it was a favor. And she was destroying the company. And when that was confirmed for me, when that was confirmed for me, I left. Because if I stayed there, it was going to cost me my sanity. It was already going there. So now let's back up. When you truly love yourself and you value yourself and you know your worth, And who you are, you will make decisions regarding your mental health and what's best for you, regardless of what anyone else has to say. I was not going to 
sacrifice my sanity because her daddy and the owner were friends. And it's costing me all this anxiety and stress because her dad and the owner were friends. And she's destroying the company. I walked away from it. My mental health meant too much to me. Who am I speaking to? Who is in an environment right now where it's costing you, literally costing you your sanity? Business opportunity, business partner, marriage, relationship, your family, situationships, your job, the people that you have around you, your friends, your inner circle. Are you in an environment right now that's costing you your sanity. If I'm speaking to you, listen and listen to me well. Before you can make any kind of changes, you have to acknowledge that a change is needed. And that's it. There is no, before you take the first step in any direction, just acknowledging, I need to make a change for my mental health is the first step. And then after that, allowing yourself compassion, knowing you're going to get there. You're going to get in the, go the right way, go in the right direction taking the right baby steps. But first, you need to acknowledge that a change is needed to protect your mental health. This is self-love talk. This is what self-love talk looks like. I didn't stay there because I had a mortgage or, or whatever else. I left there to preserve my mental health. I'll find something else. But once your mental health is compromised, then you got to deal with something else. Coming back from that, right? I want you to grab your piece of paper and your pen. Grab a piece of paper and a pen, and I want you to write at the top of the paper, what is compromising my mental health? And I want you to write one, two, three on the piece of paper. And I want you to think about, you don't have to do it right now. I want you to really reflect on this. I want you to reflect on what is compromising your mental health. And I want you to write down one, two, three. The thing, three things that are currently today compromising your mental health. 
And once you write those three things down, I want you to acknowledge. Just don't worry about the next step. Just acknowledge that a change is needed with each of those three things to protect your mental health. What the change looks like, we'll talk about that on the next episode. Come back and join me again for the next episode and we'll continue the conversation. Until then, join me on Facebook, Journey to Self-Love Facebook group. Join me there. We can keep keep the conversation going until the next episode or meet me on Instagram, Journey, the number two self-love podcast. Until the next time we meet again, I am your host, your guide, your friend. I am Sharon DeMeadows. Thank you for joining me on the Journey to Self-Love podcast, and I'll see you soon.